Welcome back to another Edge Got In podcast. Thank you for pushing that pause button to Edge Got In to your mind, your will, your emotions, and your behaviors. As soon as you have that thought, it takes root. You give it free rent between your two ears, serve it breakfast in bed, maybe some scrambled eggs in the morning, give them a turn down with the chocolate on the pillow at night. It's amazing what we do with those negative thoughts and how much space we give them between our two ears. Thanks be to God, we have the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ of Nazareth from the grave. And that gives us the ability, as Paul puts forth in Romans chapter 12, not to conform to this world, but to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. We have the same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the grave. Mastering our thoughts and being the boss of our thoughts is possible because Jesus is with us. Today, we're going to discuss a topic that has hijacked us many different times and continues to do so. It runs under the radar like a slippery little serpent and gets under our skin, rots our bones, causes us to judge, accuse, feel less than, moves us into very ugly behavior. So thank you for joining us today. The title for today's podcast is called Gripped by Greed. It's emotional intelligence in Christ for our victory. Emotional intelligence in Christ is our victory. To step away from, release, let go, surrender, the greed in our lives. At the end of today's podcast, it's our objective that you will learn how the four temptations of Christ as laid out in Luke chapter four can hijack your emotional intelligence and fuel selfishness. Who can save us? Thanks be to God. Jesus triumphs over temptation in this area, particularly over the serpent of greed. To capture your learnings, go to edgegodin.com. There is a one sheet there you'll find to be able to guide you into those pieces of information that have value to you, that the Holy Spirit is bumping you to remember. So as we're going through today's podcast, think of one to three things and be attentive to the Holy Spirit's guidance with this. Holy Spirit, as I am carving out time to listen to this podcast today, what's for me? What do you have for me to set me free more today than yesterday from the serpent of greed in my life? Make me aware of how it's showing up. Perhaps I'm not even aware of how this ugly little serpent is hijacking my ability to be emotionally intelligent in you and with you. So have your way with me. More today than yesterday. Close the gap between what's happening outside of me and my choice of response in you, with you, and through you, to glorify you. For I am your handiwork, dear God. We are your handiwork, created in you 
to do good works, which you've prepared in advance for us to do. And greed just slithers in and hijacks that whole scene. And many times we're the landlord that gives it free rent between our two ears. Rise up within us. Give us the grace to evict the serpent of greed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth in all aspects of our life, our mind, our will, our emotions, our behavior. Take control, Lord. Bring us back to you. In your most precious name we pray, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gripped by greed. Perhaps that's you today. So as we're moving through these scriptures, and there are several scriptures, we're going to start in Luke chapter 4. And this is the temptation of Christ. I'm going to break it down just a little bit here into four categories so that you can see, and, and with the Holy Spirit's help and guidance, where am I being hijacked by greed in these areas. Now, let's start with a simple definition of greed. It's an intense selfish desire for something, particularly power. It could be a, an intense desire for food, it could be an intense desire for attention, recognition, uh, an intense desire to be esteemed, recognized, acknowledged. What is it? I've been bringing this before the Lord, and he's been showing me all kinds of fun stuff in my life. <laughs> so be brave, my brothers and sisters in Christ. Lean in on this one, because God desires to free us from this. One of the foundational verses that Edge got in is Galatians 5.1. It's for freedom that Christ has set us free from greed. Stand firm and don't allow yourself to be burdened by the yoke of slavery, of an intense desire for more. Our desire is for Christ more today than yesterday. And yet this little serpent will come in and say, nope, you need more in order to be enough, in order to feel that you've accomplished what you're meant to accomplish. Satan can't create anything, my friends. So what he does is he slithers in and takes what's already there and he twists it. He's the master spin doctor. And he takes what is good and uses it for evil. This is a job for Jesus. There is no doubt about it. Greed and, and releasing greed from your life is a job for Jesus. It's so powerful and so freeing that I invite you to set aside three to four weeks to focus on greed in your life and inviting the Holy Spirit to sift you and prune you for growth in this area. Show me, Jesus, what am I being greedy for today? Perhaps it is recognition. Perhaps it's greed to be acknowledged, greed for more attention, greed for more money, more passion, more popularity, more position. This is where we see Satan he, and, and the other thing with him is we can recognize, and, and when training for my black belts in Taekwondo, one of the things that we would constantly work on is to study your adversary, to know the moves that they make. In fact, in any sport, this is the case. You, you watch in football, they, they watch the films of their opponent so that they can, um, they can think ahead, right? Think ahead for the next move based on what they're seeing and witnessing. We can learn from that type of protocol. 
understanding how Satan attacks us gives us gives us that one edge up on him because we can then prepare ourselves to know, oh, okay, so so greed, the serpent of greed, has lots of different faces. It's not just greedy for money. That's the big one. It's greedy for time, attention, focus, whatever it is, greedy for more. It's a deep desire for more. So what is that for you today? Take a couple weeks. This is a topic that it's, it's kind of like um, when something overtakes you, right? Um, I was recently having a conversation about uh, parasites with someone the other day. And, and, and I, and I was just kind of listening as to how it happens, but they get into your body and they, they just basically infiltrate your whole body. Parasites can do uh, crazy things and they come out of your skin. They can do all kinds of stuff. And I thought, wow, that's kind of like greed. It's like a little parasite that gets in there. It's really small at first, but then it starts to grow and gain momentum in our lives and has all kinds of different faces to it. So again, this is a job for Jesus. Ask the Holy Spirit, invite the Holy Spirit. Hey, listen, am I harboring a serpent of greed in my life? If so, show me what that is. Help me to be attentive. Break it down. Just ask the Holy Spirit to bump you in all of your relationships because the relationships are what trigger it. Something will happen. Someone will say something. They won't say something. Someone will include you. They won't include you. Satan uses all available resources because he can't create to cause you to take a bite of the apple of greed. So stand firm, my friends, and attentive and awake. Emotional intelligence in Christ is the activation of the Holy Spirit within you, the wakefulness, attentiveness of the Holy Spirit within you to help you discern and manage your emotions and behaviors in a way that honors God by loving others well as Jesus did. Our focus today is greed. So invite the Holy Spirit to help you to be attentive to where that little parasite is sucking the life right out of you and your ability to be emotional intelligent in Christ, to discern and manage your emotions in a way that honors God. Greed will take that right out of you. And we're going we're gonna to actually look at four different examples from the scriptures of, of how that played out for four different people from the, from the scriptures today. And the scriptures actually will be listed with the podcast at edgegodin.com. You can find that with all the podcasts here. Luke chapter four, Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the desert. Isn't it interesting? He was led by the Spirit into the desert. God loves us enough not to leave us where we're at. He knows that in order to be authentic and be able to help others out of the pit, we too must go into the pit so we know the way out. Jesus led the example on this. He ate nothing during those days, so he was hungry. In neuroscience, they call it the halt. I like to add the S at the end, halts. Neurolinguistic programming, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or sick. Anytime you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or sick, stand firm in the scriptures. Because you're, you're, you're very um, weak and easy prey when you're in the halts. Know that. 
and then up your focus on the scriptures and Christian music, focus on worship music to be able to keep your mind on Christ in the midst of being hungry, angry, lonely, tired, or sick, and give yourself the space to take care of your basic needs as well and look for opportunities to help other people do the same if they're unable to. So Jesus is full of the Holy Spirit. He goes out into the desert. The devil comes to him. The first thing he says, if. So he's, again, identity hijacking, first phase of emotional intelligence in Christ, identity. He's, he's after our identity. He wants to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to kill our sense of purpose, steal our identity, and destroy our peace. Just know that's his MO. That's one of his, his plays on the field of temptation. He wants to kill our purpose, steal our identity, destroy our peace. So he says, if you are the son of God, tell this stone to become bread. Jesus responds, it is written, man does not live by bread alone. Okay, what is this temptation? He's taking advantage of the very basic passion for food. It's a very basic, basic passion we all have. And it's, and it's good because when we're hungry, we eat. Problem is, is when we continue to eat when we're not hungry or we emotionally eat. And that's when we get hijacked by that passion, passion for food or greed for food, more, 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 more. So the devil led him up to another high place because Jesus rebuked that with a scripture. So he's laid that out for us and says, it is written, man does not live by bread alone. Okay, coming round, coming back for, for another round. The devil takes him up to a high place, leads him in, in, in an instant, shows him all the kingdoms of the world. He said to him, I will give you all their authority and splendor. For it has been given to me, and I can give it to anyone I want to. So if you worship me, it'll be yours. He still says the same thing to us, my friends. If you do this, if you compromise, that's worshiping. That's saying, all right, I'm following the dark side. Then you can have popularity. A lot of people have sold their soul for popularity. But here, this is the, this is the second and third passion, popularity and position. I'll give you all authority over the world. And hey, your name, your name will be in lights. Jesus responds, it's written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. No other gods. No other gods. Dear God, what am I greedy for? That's become an idol for my popularity and position. The devil led him another time, last time. And he took him to the highest point of the temple and said, if, again, you are the son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, he'll command his angels to watch over you. That is the temptation or the greed for power. So here we've seen Jesus tempted by four specific temptations. Passion, popularity, position, and power. Jesus says, do not put the Lord your God to test. And at that, the devil left and looked for another opportune time, as he's always prowling around looking to get us. And he uses our egos, edging God out. <laughs> That's our fleshly nature, giving our flesh permission to guide our spirit. He uses our egos. Um to trap us in the area of greed. So again, this is a job for Jesus. Our goal in this podcast is to make you aware of these four temptations and to take them 
power, popularity, position, and passion, invite the Holy Spirit to show you where you're hijacked by greed. Has lots of different faces. So let's turn to the scriptures for some example of of, of how those have shown up with with some certain people from the scriptures. So we're going to turn first to Daniel four, where Nebuchadnezzar, King Nebuchadnezzar, starts out in in chapter four. This is this is such an obvious one of how quickly we can get hijacked by greed. King Nebuchadnezzar, um, Daniel was able to interpret his his dream, and so he's he's like, "Whoa, who's your god? Like, I got to know him. Like, this is unbelievable." So he's in he's moving with passion, right? Um, that's that uh, that kind of like intrinsic, like, "Oh, I want that. Give me more of that." And yet he's he's kind of spilling over here with a momentary uh, praise of God. When it starts out in chapter four, Daniel chapter four, you'll notice he's just praising God to the peoples, nations, and men of every language who live in the world. May you prosper greatly. It is my great pleasure to tell you about the miraculous signs and wonders that the most high God has performed for me. Notice God has performed these for me. God has done this for me. He's giving glory to God here. How great are his signs, mighty his wonders. His kingdom is an eternal kingdom. His dominion endures forever, generation after generation. And then he goes on to share how uh, what God did for him. So he was giving God glory. Now, this, this one is just so interesting because literally in 23 verses later, just 23 verses later, barely 23 verses later, he gets hijacked. Again, he he gets he's hijacked by greed for popularity and and that selfishness. Again, notice how many times the word I and my he says 23 verses later, 12 months later, as the roof of the royal palace of Babylon, King Nebuchadnezzar said, Is this the great Babylon I have built as the royal residence by my power, my mighty power? And for the glory of my majesty. Okay. So here he says, I, basically, I, me, my. <laughs> Anytime we're saying, this is mine, the Holy Spirit will constantly remind me, bump me on the head. Hey, this is my ministry, not your ministry. <laughs> so what is it for you, my friends? There's something out there where you're like, you're clinging to that attachment, thinking it's part of your identity. It's a false identity. And so here, King Nebuchadnezzar is hijacked by the same same temptation of Christ that hijacked, that's basically, hey, I'll take you up on the top and you can have all of this stuff. And he took it, he bit it. He's like, okay, that sounds great. Greed for popularity. And it's I, me, my. And then we have, then we have uh, a shift to greed for power. So that was greed for popularity. Then we have greed for power uh, with Samuel and David in 1 Samuel 24. David follows Saul and, and basically because Saul was out to kill David. And so he was pursuing him and David wanted to honor God because Saul was the king. And so he wanted to give glory to God by honoring Saul. Long story short, in 1 Samuel 24, you will notice how David actually uh, sneaks up on Saul while he's having a little bathroom break in the cave, and he just cuts the edge of his robe off 
doesn't kill him, just cuts the edge of his robe off. But then he feels guilt about that because it's almost like mockery. And he comes, he comes out with that and falls before Saul and says, look, I cut a piece of your robe off. You're pursuing me, wanting to kill me. Why are you doing this? I could have killed you, but I didn't because I want to honor God. That's basically what he says. And so Saul falls to the ground and, and Saul gives him honor and basically is like, wow, you are a much better man than me. And so Saul was hijacked by power because he was seeing how God was blessing David and uh, he didn't like that. So how do you respond, my friends, when someone gets picked over you? That's the coaching question to think about. How do you react when someone gets picked over you? I started praying a prayer a long time ago that the Holy Spirit put on my mind. Pray for the success of others, Lauren, over your own. And I started doing this a while back and it's a, it's a powerful prayer and it's one that does set you free. The other one is, is dear God, help me to let go of any desire to be recognized for anything. Recognition and the desire for power can hijack you so fast with greed and praying for the success of others over your own is a way to break down that greed in your life. So that's the greed for power. Be very careful. It's a slippery little expression of greed. Let's move to greed for passion. Perhaps you're familiar with this story, 2 Samuel 11 and 12. It's also in 1 Kings 1 through 2. Mentioned, David loses his shiznit. He basically is totally hijacked by passion, sees this beautiful woman on a rooftop, goes and, and, and asks his servant to go get her, sleeps with her. I don't know how that rolled out because she was married to a very incredible man, it sounds like. And um, then because she gets pregnant because of this, David has her husband put on the front lines and, and killed he literally has her her husband put on the front lines and killed because he tried to manipulate her husband. I'm turning my big fat Bible here. If you hear it's hear the pages. And Uriah was was so um, honorable to the army that he was serving that he wouldn't go and sleep with his wife because David had him come back, said, why don't you go down to your family? Because he was freaking out. He's like, oh my gosh, I got her pregnant. So if I can have Uriah come back and, and sleep with her, then, then I'm off the hook, right? And that's what happens with greed, right? Greed continually grabs more and more sin as it's going down the hole. So as quickly as possible, ask the Holy Spirit to show you where greed is getting a foothold in your life. Because it starts small, it's like a little parasite, right? That might come into your into your skin through an open wound or something, but then it then it literally ransacks your entire body if left unchecked and untreated. The same thing is that greed for passion starts with a thought, then another thought, then another thought, and then the action, which happened with David. Hey, I want that woman. I don't care if she's married. And so, and, and he's a man of God. David's been, David's been um, referred to as a, a man after God's own heart by God. He's, he had the, the blessing of God. And so uh, as a result of this, this story, if you haven't read it, check it out. It's second Samuel chapter 11 and Uriah ends up dying on the front lines. David ends up 
after Bathsheba has has mourned the loss of her her husband Uriah, um, then uh, Nathan, in chapter twelve of Second Samuel, is sent by God as a prophet and tells him a little parable about a man who the only thing they had was this small little sheep that was like a pet to them, and the king took it and slaughtered it. And David got all ticked off about that. He was very angry about that. And he said, as surely as the Lord lives, this man deserves to die. And this is a drop the mic moment. Nathan turns to David and says, you are that man. And this is what the Lord your God says. I anointed you over Israel. I delivered you from the hand of Saul. I gave you your master's house and your master's wives into your arms basically lays out, God has given him all of this. And why did you do what was unrighteous in the eyes of God? So as a result of that, there was there was uh, ramifications of that choice. Our focus today is to talk about the greed of passion. Be very careful. The Holy Spirit helps us make good decisions. We can't do it on our own, my friends. Believe me, we cannot do it on our own. This is a job of the Holy Spirit. If you have fallen, get up quickly and come back. Repent. That means turn away from the sin, from the temptation, and come back to God as quickly as possible and begin again. Greed is an intense, selfish desire for something, more of something. Now we turn to greed for possessions, our last topic for today. So we've, dis we've discussed the greed for popularity with King Nebuchadnezzar. We have discussed the greed for power, which is Saul's greed for power. And David was uh, practiced self-control there. And then David was hijacked. So we always have to be, be on our guard. He was hijacked by the greed of passion in this situation. Not power. Passion got David. Power got Saul. Popularity got King Nebuchadnezzar. I'm going to make a statue in my own image. So what is it for you? Where do you see yourself in these examples of greed, an intense desire for something, wealth, power, food, recognition, honor, whatever it is, spend several weeks diving deep into greed. So the greed for possessions as well, um, and this is Jesus speaking about this in Luke chapter 12, 16 through 21. This is how it will be. Jesus lays out an example in Luke chapter 12, and I'm turning, that my, turning to that myself. Luke chapter 12, verse 16, he told him this parable, the ground of a certain rich man produced a good crop. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. And there I will store all my grain and my goods. And I'll say to myself, you have lots of good things laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool, this very night, your life will be demanded from you. And who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but is not rich toward God. You fool. What are you doing? What are you doing mucking around? 
in the greed for power, popularity, passion. This night, your life might be demanded of you. Our lives are very short, my friends. That was made very clear to me when I was diagnosed with advanced cancer in 2006. There's a specific verse that speaks to greed in 1 John 2.16. It says, the boasting, the cravings of sinful man, the lust of his eyes, and the boasting of what he has and does is not from God. It's from the world. The world and its desires are passing away. But the man who does the will of God lives forever. Cravings, lust, and boasting. What is it for you today that the Holy Spirit desires to free you from? God loves us enough not to leave us there. What's interesting about the response that Jesus said, God said to him, you fool, this very night, your life will be taken from you. The response of God to Nebuchadnezzar was after he said, I have built my royal residence, my mighty power, my, my, my. The words were still on his lips. Then a voice came from heaven. This is what is decreed for you, King Nebuchadnezzar. Your royal authority has been taken from you. You will be driven away from the people. You will live with the wild animals and you will eat grass like cattle. Pride comes before a fall, my friends. And Daniel experienced it. Saul experienced it. King Nebuchadnezzar experienced it. The rich man in the parable experienced it. Satan experienced it. The fall of Satan. Isaiah 14, 12 through 17. Five times these two words are, are declared by Satan. In Isaiah chapter 14, 12 through 17, I will. Starting at verse 12. How have you fallen from the heaven? O morning star, son of the dawn, you have been cast down to the earth, you who once laid low the nations. You said in your heart, I will ascend to heaven. I will raise my throne above the stars of God. I will sit enthroned on the mount of assembly, on the utmost heights of the sacred mountain. I will ascend above the tops of the clouds. I will make myself like the most high. And I love the one-liner, God's response, just like to King Nebuchadnezzar, just like the parable to David, to bring him back into his right mind, because God still had work to do through his life. Verse 15 of Isaiah, but you are brought down to the grave, to the depth of the pit. So after declaring, I will, I will, God's response is, you're going to the pit. So this is serious stuff, this greed stuff. And I'm, I'm speaking to myself as well. Let's make this a season of release and surrender of all greed in our lives. Join me in this. Invite the Holy Spirit to show you where you are being hijacked by greed. Go back and read the scriptures. Perhaps you identify with the greed of popularity. 
I often like to refer to it as the drug of approval. In my book, 99 Things You Want to Know Before Stressing Out, I actually have a chapter on the drug of approval. It hijacks us. It's time for recovery, my friends. The drug of approval, popularity. Satan gets us there. He tried to get Jesus. These are the four temptations of Jesus. And how did he gain victory? By declaring scriptures over his life. No, I will not taste. I will not touch. These are all destined to perish with use. Dear God, help me. Perhaps it's greed for power. How do you respond when someone gets picked over you? When someone's recognized over you? When someone gets something you wanted? Or you see someone succeeding in, in a field that you thought God had big plans for you? What happens inside? Greed is the selfish desire for more. Perhaps it's greed for passion, David and Bathsheba. Bathsheba. Passion has many different forms, passion for food, passion for sex, passion for um, control over other people, a passion for um, seeing yourself exalted over other people. There's lots of different expressions for passion. Ask the Holy Spirit to sift you, to bring you back to his heart. God adores you. He adores me. He adores us so much that he does not want to leave us imprisoned by the four temptations that Christ was tempted with in Luke chapter 4. Perhaps it's possessions. I've known a lot of people that get hijacked by possessions. They just want things. That's not something that I've ever really been hijacked by. Thanks be to God. I've been hijacked by other things, not possessions in terms of needing the the best of the best and more in, in the area of things. Gifts are not my love language. Perhaps they're yours. So possessions hold a huge spot in your heart. Ask the Holy Spirit to sift you in that area. As Jesus said, this is how it will be with anyone who stores up things for himself, but isn't rich for God. Give God the first fruits of everything you make. Someone asked me this the other day. Do you, do you tithe before you've done taxes? Do you tithe after taxes? Give God the first fruits of everything you make. And as God says, test him in this. This is something that I have tested God with ever since I was in my 20s, and I've never been left empty-handed. Never. Even when it's been tight. So perhaps it's possessions. Be rich toward what God has blessed you with to bless other people. Thank you, God, that you bless me with a paycheck this, this uh, month. Who do you want to bless with it? Should be our first response. Is a first response that glorifies God. Oh, wow, God, thank you for this check. I've been on my knees many times. Thank you, God, for, for payment this month. How do you want to bless someone with this? So change your mindset. It's all God's money anyway. This is how it will be for anyone who stores up for things but is not rich toward God. Flip it around. Be rich toward God. Store up for the things in heaven. Use what he's blessed you with to bless other people. 
or temptations, where do you recognize yourself? Popularity, power, passion, possessions. Use the same protocol as Jesus did, scriptures, to fight back. Spend time asking the Holy Spirit to sift you and show you, where am I being hijacked by greed, God? And if you're not sure, again, go back to that coaching question that I posed earlier. How do you respond when someone else is recognized over you? Think back on your timeline. How have you responded when someone's picked over you, when someone gets something that you want and you don't get it? That will reveal to you one of the temptations that's hijacking you. It happened to me the other day. It was around recognition. I wasn't being recognized for something. And so instantly I hit my knees and I said, dear God, deliver me from the desire for recognition. From the desire for recognition. If you deliver me from the desire of recognition, I know that I will be free. Recognition and acknowledgement. So what is it for you today? Make it your prayer, a passionate prayer. That's my prayer. Since that happened and I was bumped, that's my prayer. From the desire to be recognized, dear Lord, deliver me. From the desire of being approved, dear Lord, deliver me. From the desire of being acknowledged, dear Lord, deliver me that others may be blessed and successful over me. Jesus, grant me the grace to desire it. One way to help override greed is to pray the prayer, the litany of humility. You've heard me mention it before. Someone suggested I pray that a while ago, and I started praying it every Friday. And now I've prayed it so many times, I've just kind of memorized some of the statements. Deliver me, Lord, deliver me from this. So what do you desire to be delivered from today? So that you can remember that the one who calls you is faithful, and it is God who works within you, both to will and to act according to his good purposes. We're not here for ourselves, my friends. Satan tries to make us think that, as he did to Jesus. Hey, you can have this, you can have that, you can turn that into bread, so satisfy your passion. You can have everything you see. You can even have the power to protect yourself from harm. This is, this is the script that society's buying today. Do not touch, do not taste. It's all destined to perish with use. Holy Spirit, we thank you for the opportunity to come to you for help. Help us in this area. We have been gripped by greed, and perhaps we don't even know it. <laughs> so show us of the four temptations of, of Jesus in Luke 4. What has hijacked us? What is blocking our ability to be emotionally intelligent in you, to truly think of the needs of others above our own, and to love others well as you did, Jesus? We've been hijacked by selfishness. You're the only one that can save us from this, God. Increase our love so that selfishness does not have any landscape between our two ears and in our emotions and behaviors so that all that we do would make you recognizable. Give us godliness with contentment. It's great gain, Lord. It's great gain. We bought nothing into this world. 
and we will take nothing out of it except for our choice to choose you and to express that experience of your love with every human being you put in our path. Thank you for hearing our prayers, and thank you, God, for victory over greed. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Give him heaven out there. Out there. There's enough of that dark side going along, and, and step away. Step away. Release the grip of greed by the power of the Holy Spirit in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I look forward to talking to you in our next podcast. Enjoy your gift of life.